Welcome, fellow horror aficionados, to another bone-chilling episode of Scream Creeps. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm here with Josh, and today we're diving headfirst into the terrifying world of one of the most iconic horror films of all time, Scream. But before we unravel the secrets and slash our way through this horror classic, let's set the stage. In the year 2020, the world of horror was analyzed by science, dissected and scrutinized to determine the 35 scariest films ever made. And guess what? Scream clawed its way up to the 20th spot, cementing its status as a spine-tingling masterpiece. So grab your popcorn, a trusty weapon of choice, and your best ghost, ghost face mask, because tonight we're diving deep into this sinister slice of horror history. In this episode, we'll discuss the genius of Wes Craven, the iconic mask, and the game-changing roles of the genre that Scream brought to the forefront. We'll explore the blood-soaked legacy that this film has left on the horror genre, and why it's still relevant to this day. So whether you're a diehard Scream fan or a curious newcomer, get ready for a roller coaster of scares, laughs, and screams. But first... A quick word from our other podcasts, and then we'll be right back to start the party. Stay tuned, don't answer the phone, and remember, in the world of Scream Preeps, everyone's a... Wrestling fans, there's a podcast you want to add to your podcast playlist. Wrestling with the Willies, hosted by Josh and his brothers, and they discuss all things wrestling, like WWE Extreme Rules, WWE SummerSlam, and more. You'll get the results and their reactions on all the matches you want to know more about, as well as in-depth analysis, opinions, and fallout from the events on Raw and SmackDown. Wrestling with the Willies talk about all the wrestlers you know and follow. Their matches, moves, losses, and their achievements. Add Wrestling with the Willies to your podcast playlist right now. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome back, my fellow Scream Creeps, to the podcast that's always ready to explore the darkest corners of the horror universe. Scream is on the chopping block, and we're ready to, to dissect it scene by scene. So grab your favorite knife and phone with a ringtone that will haunt your dreams because it's time to talk about Scream. Let's get started. So one thing I wanted to point out, Scream came back and came out back in 1996 and is considered an American slasher film. As I stated, was directed by Wes Craven, but was written by Kevin Williamson. It stars David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, and Drew Barrymore. Set in the small American town of Woodsboro, Scream's plot follows high school student Sidney Prescott and her friends who, on the anniversary of her mother's murder, become the targets of a costume serial killer known as Ghostface. Williamson, who was a struggling writer at the time, was inspired by reports of a series of murders by the Gainesville Ripper as he wrote a screenplay that, that satirized the cliches of the slasher genre, popularized in films such as Halloween, Friday the 13th, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Developed under the title Scary Movie, Williamson's script became the subject of an intense bidding war for multiple studios before Mer Merrimax Films purchased the rights. Despite turning, the, turning down the opportunity multiple times, 
Craven agreed to direct it after reading the script and being disappointed by the failure of Vampire in Brooklyn in 1995. The involvement of Barrymore and Cox helped secure support from the studio. Principal photography took place from April to June of 1996 in California on a budget of $15 million. Craven trimmed down the violence in the film after being involved in a tense conflict with the Motion Picture Association of America over the desired R rating. Scream wasn't expected to perform well when it came out on December 20th, 1996, due to concerns over releasing a slasher film in a time normally reserved for holiday entertainment. But it went on to gross approximately $173 million worldwide through the strength of word of mouth, becoming a surprise success and one of the highest grossing films of the year. Reviews praised the performances of its cast and its unique meta-humor, but criticized its excessive violence and lack of suspense in favor of that humor. Uh, we'll talk about this, but the opening sequence, which Barrymore's character is killed, received praise for building tension and suspense and for subverting audience expectations for, for Barrymore at the time. Scream is now regarded as one of the greatest horror and slasher films ever made. It's been credited with rekindling interest in the horror genre during the 90s following a decline in the genre's popularity. It has remained influential as Barrymore's involvement helped make participating in horror films more acceptable to prominent actors and increased horror films appeal with younger audiences. The success of the film launched a multimedia franchise which comprises the films Scream 2 Scream in 1997, Scream 3 in 2000, Scream 4 in 2011, uh, Scream, which is the fifth installment, which came out in 2022, and Scream 6, which came out earlier this year, as well as an anthology TV series. With that, we'll go ahead and get started about what our thoughts are over the years of the film, and we'll discuss... How we really deemed it scary, I'm going to look up the stats, but I think it was like seven beats per minute changes uh, from the base heart rate to the the highest or the average beat per minute for the, for, uh, for the movie compared to what we talked about last week, which was um, The Witch. Yeah, this is this leaps and bounds better than that movie. But I mean, also at the same time, I've seen it like a million times, it seems like now. Like, uh, especially the stuff with Drew Barrymore. When I first watched it, I never knew that, like, I wasn't thinking about, like, that she was a ten, uh, so many people thought that she was going to be the final girl or something in this movie. Like, just yeah. because she was, like, the most known at the time. Yeah, I do remember but, when I first saw it originally that I didn't think she would die within the first two minutes or whatever, five minutes well, or whatever I, it was. I mean, I don't even remember that I saw anything with Drew Barrymore on it, but like when I first watched it, so I was like, "Oh shit, she was in the movie." But I don't remember. I don't know. It's been well, such she's a long on the time cover. Since the first time I watched it, yeah, and that's one thing that's funny about it is that she was barely even in the movie, and then she's on the cover with all the other people. <laughs> yeah, so for the stats, as I've stated before, the resting heart rate uh, average was 65, and the average movie heart rate for this movie was 73. So that's a 
and the highest spike was 81 beats per minute. So that's an eight uh, beats per minute overall average. So like in comparison, oh, it was the grudge we saw last time, not not the witch. The yeah. grudge was number 21. Uh, that was six beats per minute difference. So that's two beats already in that one. So you could see where we're heading because we're at number 20 right now. So Yeah, um, it's probably just going to be like eight beats per minute or more, not you know, like up until it goes up to like the last movie. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just always have loved this movie and it shows like, I think one reason why people always like or gravitated to this movie is how much like by this point before this movie came out that they would talk about the the horror tropes in movies like what the fuck are you doing get the fuck out of the house or whatever you know they would talk about that constantly whenever they would talk about horror movies and said they would do dumb decisions in horror movies so it's nice knowing that in this movie they talk about it and then they're like they kind of play off of it like even like the virgin thing that was like a huge thing and this movie was like her being in a uh, like final girls always being virgins and this and that and then they kind of played on that where essentially uh play that the final girl like i mean it wasn't even final girls in this movie really because her gail and yeah, I think her, her and Gail were the main ones that were like the females that survived, but a lot, uh, a few people survived in the movie. Yeah, and I didn't even mention the fact that uh, when I was talking about the cast, that Jamie Kennedy was in this movie. I don't think oh, I yeah. brought that up, yeah. and he was the main one that was the the comic relief. Uh, and yeah. in comparison, if if people wa- uh, watching or listening to the podcast. Um, the character, the female character that had the brother in the latest um, Scream movies, um, uh, plays, off the, of that plays the same type of character in the latest ones. Yeah. So she's the one that knows all the history of the movies and how movies go and who the suspect should be. And Jamie Kennedy played that character in this. The, I guess you could say the first, you know, few movies. Yeah. Um, uh, first two, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's just so funny. Like watching this movie now, since the first time I watched it, the pacing was like they would constantly go through stuff. Like they didn't have any waiting times for anything. And I don't remember that the first time I watched it. Was well, because what, as soon as Drew Barrymore uh, got killed and her boyfriend got killed, it was like instantly that they started going into the next thing about who they were going to murder next, essentially. Well, yeah, and one thing that I didn't remember was Rose McGowan's death. Uh, I remember, I remember her getting. I remember yeah. her getting stuck in the garage door, but I don't remember her like neck getting stuck. I, for some reason, oh, I yeah. wanted to think she was like halfway out, not just her head. No, nope. I remember. I remember yeah. how ridiculous that. And I'm like, I was just like, why wouldn't you just once it would go up? Why wouldn't you just pull your body out? And that's like the main dumb move out of the whole movie. Well, it, <laughs> it kind of almost. Cool. 
It almost makes me think it's almost like an homage to the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Remember when the mom at the very end gets pulled through the freaking little tiny... And I know I'm talking about a movie that we'll actually be reviewing or here on the podcast soon because that's Nightmare on Elm Street is number 13 on this list. So seven movies from now, we'll be talking about this of Nightmare on Elm Street. But that's also a Wes Craven film. And in the, um, you know, people have more than likely, if you're listening to this podcast, have seen that. But there's the scene at the very end when when Nancy's mom gets pulled through the um the window the, the window of window. the door yeah <laughs> and and it's one of the worst film scenes that I have ever seen in a movie cuz it literally looks like a mannequin that's being pulled yeah, it through, looks the, like through so the window baked. it looks like uh, it doesn't even look like a mannequin it looks like yeah. a blow up doll but like but I mean it, yeah I mean it's it, you could tell it's not a real human person Anyways, but, but it just reminded me of that because she kind of made, the only thing is she wasn't pulled all the way through, but it kind of harkened back. And when this being a Wes Craven movie, I wonder if that was some inspiration to it. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been. But I mean, Matthew Lillard, we talked about this, uh, on the five nights at Freddy's podcast, but this was pretty much Matthew Lillard's breakout role. And, um, he was awesome in it i i've the his his portrayal of stew was great especially at the end when when he went full-on nutso because i didn't feel and and the funny thing is you could tell why and this is my opinion but skeet ulrich and him you can tell why matthew lillard has done more since skeet ulrich was good you know popular for a time but i haven't heard much from him in a while but Matthew no. Lillard has still been doing things since then. And watching this again, you can tell why. Because he's really a better actor than Skeet Ulrich is. Um, well, I mean, I don't think that there was, other than the Scream movie and then the newer ones, I don't remember so many movies that Skeet Ulrich was in. Well, that's what I'm saying. Time. He was in a, I believe he was on a TV show um, at one point. Um but if he's been in movies and stuff, it's been on stuff that I don't know about because, yeah, like he was in. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. Well, I guess when he was many. younger, he was in Weekend at Bernie's and Ninja Turtles, which I didn't know. Whoa, um, I didn't know that either. But um, after Scream, he had a small role in As Good as It Gets, which that's what I remember him from. Uh, okay, outside yeah. of this, and. Yeah, he's done very little. And he, you know, if you guys have seen the latest Scream movies, he's made appearances in them. Those flashback kind of things or or visions um, because of the premise behind those movies. We talked about those movies on previous podcasts, though. So I don't think we... Did we review Scream 6? I know we talked yes. about Scream in 2022. Scream, Scream 6, yes. Um, for some reason, I drew a blank that we... We watched that one, or, but, or, or talked I'm about it. I'm pretty sure that we have. I'm pretty sure but, we have. But yeah, he's done not a lot since 1996. Oh yeah, not but as much Matthew as Matthew Lillard, Lillard has. I don't know what else he he has done other than Five Nights 
Like I know that he's done some stuff where he's trying well, to. Dude, he was Scooby. He was Shaggy and Scooby. Well, I know Shaggy. Yeah, I mean, like lately, I meant like I don't know what other movies he he was doing, but uh, it, it's like uh, he's very quotable in this movie anyway. Like, and one of the main ones is when he's like where he stabbed him, and he's like, "Look at me! I think you stabbed me super too hard. Like, yeah, too hard." Hard. I think I'm think dying, I'm dying man. Here. The funniest yeah, part to yeah. me, though, was was when he was talking about his parents are going to be upset at him. Oh yeah, yeah, that because, was funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're going to be so mad at me. Yeah, yeah I'm like uh, you're <laughs> thinking, but that's how a person in that state of mind would probably be thinking. They wouldn't be thinking like, well, they he, thought that they were going to get scot free out of it. Yeah, so, like they, that's what they were thinking. They thought that it was going to be easy. Turned out that it was a lot harder than they expected. But yeah, from like, this yeah. standpoint, the other thing too was like the end when um, the killer was killed. She made sure he was dead. Oh yeah, so, you know, and that's kind of the premise yeah. about this these this franchise is that each movie. And we won't go into specifics on each one. We may talk about them at some point on the podcast. But each movie in the franchise, the ending, you know, the killer has been killed and actually made sure that they're not alive anymore. So there's not like a Michael Myers still showing up or a Jason Voorhees or a Freddy Krueger showing up for the second one. So again, spoiler alert. Billy Loomis does not come back in a, they, another Scream movie. There's been rumors that Sue Mocker, and like people have been fan theorizing, like he wouldn't have died off of that. Trust me, you getting a damn TV thrown on your head, you're dead. Especially with the old brick TVs like those. Well, and the like electricity the, the ship, that flows through the electricity I mean. that is through the because I only know because I went to an electrician's class and stuff like that. That they like they even tell you to be very very careful messing with the tubes that are inside the back of the TVs because you could electrocute yourself bad with them if you do them wrong. So like. If he got it slammed on his head, more than likely he's dead. So, like, no matter what anybody was saying, oh, he could have came back. No, he's for real done. Unless Wes Craven or somebody else comes back and then decides to do something, but I highly doubt it. So, yeah. It's been, I, like, it's been uh, like, what, like 20 years since the first one came out? Yeah, so since, and Matthew Lillard, I guess, is kind of the same, but um, as skeet ulrich i I didn't think so but when looking at his um history he's voiced scooby-doo for like the last 20 years or shaggy yeah in cartoons he's every year he's made multiple movie or multiple things where he's voiced shaggy and over since 1990 since he did scooby-doo yeah back in 2000 it makes sense anyway a perfect shaggy like so, I I know I remember seeing how close he was to the character anyway in that one. So he's still one of my favorites, and like we talked about it on Five Nights at Freddy's, it, it was good. It was cool to see him again. Like especially when I uh, I'm like one of my favorite movies that Matthew Lillard's ever been in was Thirteen Ghosts, and not a lot of people love that movie. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually, we got to talk about that on the channel, I, I'm sure. But that's one of my favorite movies that he's ever been in, other than this one. I still love him in this one, too. Yeah, in terms of... Huh? I think no. I'm just saying, in terms of scary movie, the b- being number twenty on the list, I can see why it only. I don't get the average of increasing by eight. It's got to be the anticipation of not knowing. I I can imagine yeah. that the most of these people had not have the people they had picked for this study. I can imagine that none of them had seen any of the movies that they were getting ready to watch, because I don't know how. If you've seen this movie, I don't know how your heart rate would go up by eight. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just don't. I And re-watching it, I still don't because there really wasn't anticipation. I guess the yeah. only anticipation would be is how were they going to die, but um, you could guess that they were going to based on the simple fact that the killer showed up, you know? Yeah. So now seeing it for the first time like i think the one area that may have raised a heart rate was the very beginning where we were talking about drew barrymore dying i don't think that anybody watching that would have expected that to happen right off the the bat right off the bat yeah yeah especially the the trivia questions where she they killed the the boyfriend and all that like this is like freaking out yeah and i don't i didn't recall like seeing his guts hanging out the oh, first the, the other times that i remember watching it but anyhow um but in terms of scary and being scary it was the first time yes it, i could yeah, see it the first the first time yeah and we talked but about I mean, <laughs> no and we talked about two on the later on the one made back in 2022 the first one with jenna ortega that there was a a way of filming like that one had way more anticipatory stuff in it than the, even this one did like that one scene where the dude is walking through his house and he'd open up his fridge and then you were thinking, Oh, is he going to be behind the fridge when he closes it? Or when he opens the cabinet door, there was a lot of that. in the, that screen movie, like in this one, you didn't, there wasn't a lot of that. So it was like, yeah, like what's it called? I think um, because I recently watched the Insidious, the Red Door movie, and mm-hmm. like that had more like anticipatory stuff in it because it was like you would see, like they would do a regular scene, but then you would see people behind them mm-hmm. and slowly getting close to the car, and then they would do or like wherever they're at, and then they would cut away, and then they would do a jump scare afterwards. So, like, that was more, like, you're like, ooh, where is it going to, like, when is it going to happen? Where is it going to happen? It didn't really happen in this movie at all. Yeah, this one. Also, at the same time, most slasher movies, I don't think that I've ever seen them be like that anyway. Yeah, and this one, the the biggest jump scare that I remember, and watching it again, the only one that I felt that there was was at the very end of the movie. And I mean, oh, what about the before Steve the cre- thing? no, before what? the credits hit. Remember when they they did the whole screen with showing Ghostface oh, right before yeah. the credits hit? That was the part I forgot about. So that if and that got <laughs> you know, so that was the only part that really would in the movie I think would be considered 
for me was a jump scare was that part and it wasn't even yeah. really part of the movie so um but even when Ghostface would show up it wasn't like oh shit he scared me you know uh, oh yeah you know it was normally kind of easily known that it was going to occur at the time that it did yeah but I tell you, the movie was great just because of the twist at the end. I remember the first time watching yeah. this, I didn't anticipate it being those two. Yeah. And I don't like, think, yeah, if I remember. I playing it I, like it was the boyfriend, and then they didn't, they didn't play it off like, oh, maybe it could be two people. Mm-hmm. It's like they never said that. So they were always thinking that it was going to be one person. Especially in most slasher films, I don't think that there was ever really more than one killer. Like, because no, yeah. I'm thinking about like most of, like my Bloody Valentine, Friday the Thirteenth, all of them, all slasher films that I remember have been only one killer. So it was like whenever it did happen here, it was like. That's why it was so refreshing with this movie is because they did so many things that most other horror films did not do or did do. And then they just were like, hey, we're not going to do that. We're going to change this around. That way it kept the slasher films as like refreshing rather than uh, going back into the resting on the laurels thing where it's just like typical like horror movies that people got bored of yeah they made fun of the horror tropes in this yeah and that's where i was saying that that was a first start of doing that because we talked about it on no one will save you um you weren't on that one but yeah um how that movie was refreshing and that she did in that movie she did everything in her scenario that you would envision somebody doing in that same you know basically if you were in that same place you would react the same way i i get so tired of watching these movies where it's like why are you going you know they made a real funny commercial a while ago where there was a garage or a, a a tool shed full of knives and shit and this group of people said hey we need to hide in there yeah and then a dude is behind him yeah and that's the same type of thing that this movie did is that they're like jamie kennedy would say don't do that and then because it could be this or you guys are the perfect suspects and this franchise has just continued that with all all five other movies yep now did they do it well in some of the other ones we'll talk about that in the future on future podcasts we've already talked about a couple or one of them i know of i don't know if we've talked about the scream six though i thought we talked about scream six but i mean we could have might i do know we talked about scream though like the the uh in 2022 i do know that but I, i honestly don't recall talking about the newest one um, yeah, I just but it, it's neither here nor the there. Movie. So, yeah, I yeah, know we. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, I know we watched it. It's just a matter of did we talk about it because there was other stuff that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we did because we talked about the. I don't see it on here. We oh, talked okay, about so we Scream and then oh, Black maybe Phone. We were supposed to then. 
Yeah, I don't think we ever did. So, so for anyone in the comments, if you guys want us to talk about Scream 6 in the future, let us know. Just type in the comments below. Um, but with that, I don't know how much more I have to say about the movie. It was a great movie. If you guys haven't seen it yet, I highly suggest it. It's currently on Max. Um, so if you guys subscribe to Max, you guys can watch it. Otherwise, you can rent it on Vudu or much Amazon Prime or something like that. But I know I got all four screen movies for like ten bucks or something like that. This was a long time ago, though. Yeah, so I think I have. I don't think I have the first screen movie bought. I I may have it, but I watched it on Max regardless. Yeah. Um, this time, but um, in the next one, uh. I think we're going to, well, in the next Scream Creeps podcast, we're going to be talking about um, the number 19 movie on the list for the top 35 scariest, and that's going to be the 2017 version of It. So so that might... So with with my (laughs) oldest watching Five Nights at Freddy last time, Five Nights at Freddy's last time, I'm going to try to get him to watch it because Pennywise was his, I, what do you say? Bugaboo growing up. Like he, if we walked into like spirit Halloween or party city or something at Halloween time and he saw that face, he wouldn't go down the aisle. So it has been my goal for years to indoctrinate him watching that film to try to get him out of the being afraid of stuff. So I'll see if I'm actually able to get him to watch that. But that'll be the next one that comes out for Scream Creeps next Wednesday. But what we're thinking about doing is we've got a new podcast coming out called Theater Junkies that our brother Aaron is going to be hosting that I think we'll be releasing our first episode of that podcast this weekend in place of a normal scream creeps episode because the movie, the Marvels is coming out. Um, so the new Marvel cinematic universe movie is coming out on the 10th of November, which is this Friday. So, um, I'm hoping that we go and watch that. And we re- we talk about that movie on that yeah. podcast. I'm planning on watching it anyway. So, so expect that one to be the more than likely the next one to come out on the, on the YouTube channel outside of our wrestling podcast, we'll actually have a wrestling video come out, um, on Thursday, um, where we talk about, uh, WWE payback. Um, we're a little behind, uh, on those, that pay-per-view was back. Our premium live event was back in September and we just got around to talking about it this week. Um, but expect that one on Thursday and then, uh, our, uh, theater junkies on Saturday and then another wrestling podcast, uh, a couple wrestling podcasts after that, before we release our next scream creeps episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you guys haven't subscribed to the channel and you enjoyed this contact that we've been content that we've been putting out <laughs> on the channel, go ahead and, uh, subscribe to the channel and hit like on the video and then hit that bell. So you get notified when our newer videos come out on the channel and for all of us here at scream creeps 
Um, again, I'm Jeremy, and this is my brother Josh, and we'll see you on the next episode of Scream Creeps uh, next Wednesday for the movie It. Have a good day, night, and all that good stuff. Everyone. Yeah, peace.